Hi, I'm Ellen Newhouse, and welcome to Heart and Soul. Are you ready to live a soulfully inspired life? If you are ready to dive deep, get seriously honest with yourself, and learn to trust your deep wisdom, then this is the place for you. I'll be sharing unfiltered stories from my own life and those of many other courageous, creative entrepreneurs and transformational leaders who have dug deep inside themselves to heal, honor their amazing wisdom, and dare to take inspired action. No more sitting by the sidelines wishing for a more satisfying life. It's time for you to become the person you have always dreamed of being. Have a career and a life you love. Join us each week to be spiritually uplifted and inspired into action. And oh yes, I'll be giving you homework to get you moving closer to your dreams. Welcome back to the Heart and Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Ellen Newhouse, and I am so excited to talk about a subject that is really near and dear to my heart, namely, how do we find our own true voice? And I think about it both literally and metaphorically. Perhaps we could also think about it as how do we remember our true selves, or how do we reconnect with our true selves? And this subject has been near and dear to me for so many years because patients would come to me and be very unfulfilled in their lives. And as we began to unpack their unhappiness and their perhaps disillusionment with their life, I began to realize that they had gone in directions that weren't necessarily natural to their true nature. And if you look at babies, they are fully in their true nature. So I've pondered how do we go from being this beautiful little baby, completely in touch with our senses, completely in touch with our needs, our knowingness that now we need food. Now I want to suck on this part of my body. Now I am here, alive, awake, and ready to be dealt with. How do we go from that knowing to being so out of our knowingness to even choose a career that has nothing to do with our natural abilities or choosing a mate for that matter who has really nothing to do with who we are at our most truest core self. Well, (laughs) it's a long journey, isn't it? And I think it begins with getting off track because perhaps somebody external to us had another vision of who we were to become. And we began to take that vision on and then we went off to school and we wanted to belong. So in order to belong, 
we betrayed parts of ourselves and then we forgot what we were betraying was our truest nature. And if you add to the mix any form of trauma that we either wanted to hide, we wanted to forget about, we begin to betray our trust in ourselves by, I'm going to put this in quotes, forgetting the trauma in order to survive. So how do we come back to our true voice, our true knowing? It takes time, I will tell you that. And it also takes taking the attention off of everything that is external to me. And that is really, really challenging in a world that is constantly bombarding us with images of success, with images of fame and fortune, with social media that tells us this is what it looks like to be successful. This is what it looks like to be loved. This is what it looks like to be wanted. And if we don't happen to measure up to those images, we will do one or two things. We will judge ourselves or we will begin to try to imitate what it looks like externally to us to be successful. And I will tell you, Of the so many people that I know personally who on the surface look like they have it all figured out, they have the big, you know, keys to success, that often, unless that success was built on somebody's true knowing of themselves, they may have success, but they may not have fulfillment. And a true sense of fulfillment begins with truly knowing ourselves. So how can we, in this very fast-paced world, begin to learn who we truly are and what we truly need? And how can we begin to really trust ourselves? And for my women, I want to share this quote I came across in the wonderful book called Outrageous Openness by Tosha Silver. Don't forget that no is a really, really complete sentence. And she goes on to say, sometimes saying no at the right time just makes more and more space for the supreme pleasure of saying yes. So often I hear women excusing things. No, I don't want to do that because no, thank you. I really don't want that because, and then they'll fill it in with perhaps a white lie or an excuse. The truth is your no is the beginning of getting back to your true self. So you don't have to add anything to that for it to be a complete sentence. Just know is beautiful 
and perfect and good enough. The next step to really getting back to our true nature and our true voice begins with learning how we feel in the moment. And I will tell you, this took me a really long time and it frustrated me enormously. And I remember standing on the corner of First Avenue and 41st Street in New York City. And I was so frustrated that I didn't know what I wanted, that I refused to move until I could at least say to myself what I wanted just in that moment. And I could not answer it because the truth was, is that one part of me knew what I wanted, but another part of me quickly was saying, no, no, you can't have that. And even blocking that desire. Have you ever had that experience where some part of you really knows what you want, but another part of you really doesn't believe that you can either have it or that you're worthy of having it. And I stood there for what felt like hours. And I said to myself, Ellen, you're not going to move until you just say what you want right in this moment. What do you want? And I stood there And I stood there and I stood there until some small voice said, I'd like some ice cream. And so quickly, another voice said, no, you can't have that. And I began to cry. It was tears of relief that at least that small voice in me could say, I want ice cream. Even though the other voice so quickly came to reject it, it was this knowing of, I am getting back a true part of my knowing, a true part of my voice that knows me, that knows that I want something I'm going to give to myself. And you know, I promptly went and got myself a beautiful cup of ice cream and ate it with so much attention and honor and being so proud of myself that I had honored myself enough in that moment to really state what I wanted. Now, for some of you, this might seem like, wow, (laughs) not such a big deal. Like, really? That took so much? But yes, unfortunately for me, I had gone through a pretty traumatic childhood and I had learned to suffocate, to subjugate, to submerse, to shove down, to lock out my true voice in order to survive a very violent childhood. 
So for me, getting my voice back was a deeply emotional and a deeply spiritual journey that took a long time. And in fact, I would go so far as to say that part of my why of doing this podcast is to remember parts of myself, to regain parts of my voice that for so long I had to give up and to allow my voice to blossom, to be heard, to be shared with all of you and to share the knowing that as I regain my voice, as I am willing to share my voice, that I give you and you and you and all of you the courage to find your true voice and to share your true voice in the world. And I will tell you, we are at a time in the universe when all of us, all of us need to really dig down and find our true voice and to share it. I truly believe this is one of the ways we are going to see a massive shift in our culture when each one of us know our true self, when we honor our true voice, and when we realize that we, each one of us individually and collectively, are part of the solution. The solutions to the problems we face today begin within us knowing our true selves. So how are we going to do that? I believe that we are going to do that by coming back to ourselves. And we do that by beginning to find places where we can quiet down and listen inside of ourselves rather than always running on empty and running to imitate what looks like success on the outside. You know, I will tell you, you have no idea what you are really seeing when you look to somebody else and think that, that's success. You really don't know. Are they truly experiencing the success that you imagine or does it just look like success on the outside? So, yes, imitation is a great place to begin, you know, and it's the highest form of a compliment in a way is that you are seeing something that you are longing for. But, and I want to make sure that imitation doesn't just stay in that realm of imitation, but that you find your own path and your own way with your own true voice. So the first place to begin would be in quieting down, in finding 10 minutes a day to listen to what does your voice want to say? What are you longing for? What are you feeling? What do you want in this moment? Because I will tell you, we begin in this moment, and this moment leads to the next moment, 
and then to the next moment. And those moments begin to add up to become a day. Days turn into weeks and weeks turn into months. And slowly we find that we are growing our voices, that we are learning our voices. Another way I believe we can come back to our true voice and to our true nature is to find a creative outlet that really speaks to you. Now, if writing happens to speak to you, I highly recommend it. For me, writing has been an incredible journey to really finding my voice And what I found in the beginning of my writing journey was that I wanted to write something that I thought was wonderful. I wanted to write something that I thought was going to be dramatic. I wanted to write something that I thought people would like. And luckily, I had an incredible writing coach who kept saying, you know, this just doesn't sound like you. What would you want to write right this moment if you knew it would be successful and that didn't matter, but that it would speak your truth in this moment? And oh my goodness, I will tell you, we battled this one out because I didn't want to write what was true for me in that moment. And what was true for me in that moment was that my brother, my younger brother, had just died a few months before I started my writing journey. And his death was enormously difficult for me. And I didn't want to talk about it. I surely didn't want to write about it. And I didn't want anyone to know how much I was hurting. And because I wanted to write a book, I seriously didn't want that to be in the book. And my whole intention on starting my writing journey was to write a book. And I had a timeline and I told my writing coach, I'm going to get my book written in one year. And so I didn't want to be slowed down by a painful experience that I was going through in that moment. But what I didn't understand was that by writing over my true feelings was that I was obscuring my true voice because what my spirit and my soul wanted me to write about was what I was experiencing. Because there is no place else for our true voices, except for in this moment. So if in this moment we're feeling grief, like I was, if we're feeling anger, like I was, if we're feeling completely bewildered, like I was, (laughs) to write anything else is going to betray our true voice and our true experience. But I didn't understand that yet then. And luckily, I had an incredible writing coach who could say, hmm, 
this just isn't feeling like you, Ellen. What are you experiencing? Could you just write me one page about that? And in the beginning, I couldn't. I could not bring myself to even begin because my heart ached so badly and there were so many confusing, conflicting emotions that I didn't even know how to say that. But luckily again, this writing coach kept after me and she would ask different kinds of questions. And finally, one day I was so frustrated and angry. I just started to write, I hate this experience. I don't want to feel. And then all of my feelings spilled out onto the page. So if writing calls to you, I highly recommend you use it as a way to remember who you are and to reconnect to your true voice. And you know something? I'm going to go further. Even if writing doesn't speak to you, I want you to try it. Because we can hear ourselves differently when we write. And it's such an incredible tool, and it's free, that we can use to see ourselves much more clearly than if we're just talking in our own head. So even if you don't intend to write a book, which is just fine, even if you don't intend to ever show your writing to anybody else, I want you to take a few moments every day and just write your thoughts. But more importantly, I'd like you to write your feelings down because as we connect with our feelings, we begin to connect with our truest self with our true knowing. And even if like me, you have many different conflicted feelings, write them all down. You can begin to unpack them slowly. But if you only will allow yourself one kind of feeling like I'm happy or I'm sad, but you don't allow the fullness of all of who you are, it will slow your progress down. So be willing to be in the conflict of I'm happy and I'm sad. That's okay. I'm grieving and I'm curious. I'm grieving and I'm angry. That's also okay. Whatever you are feeling, I want you to write it down. Also, you can begin to ask yourself questions like, what do I feel right this moment? What am I angry about? What am I sad about? What gives me hope? What makes me feel loved? When was the last time I felt loved? What would I do if this were the last day on this planet? And you can find other questions, I'm sure, but those are pretty good questions to begin with to get back in touch with who you truly are. Because our voice is connected with our truth. And 
if we're not willing to tell the truth in the moment, we can't access our true voice because there will always be a part of us that will be hiding because we don't want somebody to know something about us. We don't want our own selves to know something about us. You know, I remember when my life first broke through with the truth of my life. I was 26 years of age and I woke up in the middle of a beautiful fall day and I couldn't breathe. And when I think back to that day, it makes so much sense to me because I had learned to shove down so many truths that I couldn't say because either I would not have survived or I would have gotten beaten for, I would have not been able to survive what I was going through. So sometimes we hide our knowing, we hide our truths to survive. But once we have gotten away from that situation or event, then we have to begin to unpack our experiences in order to move from survival into what I call thrival, thriving. And we can only learn to to thrive by unpacking our truths, sometimes our very difficult truths, and learning that we can trust ourselves, we can trust our knowing, and we can trust our own voices. If this has spoken to you, please let me know. And I would love to hear what has happened to you since you have started to quiet yourself down and to begin to journal about your truths. I so look forward to hearing how these exercises are impacting your life. And until then, keep breathing and have a beautiful day. And I'll speak with you next week. Thanks so much for joining me on the Heart and Soul podcast. It's such a joy for me to be with you. I know firsthand how much easier it is to rise when you have community to laugh with, shed a few tears with, and be inspired by. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, go subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite podcast platform. If you have any questions or comments, any topic ideas, or you might want to be a guest on my show, please contact me directly at ellennewhouse.com. And while you're there, grab the special resources I have created for you to begin to take inspired action in your own life. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you next week.